If you're looking to create your own podcast, look no further than Anchor. It is probably one of the easiest and best ways to make a podcast. First of all, it's free and its creation tools allow you to record and edit right from your own phone. It will distribute your podcast for you and it can be heard on all different platforms like Spotify or Apple and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Your continued support is everything. Thanks for listening and let's get into the episode. People got so connected through that because they didn't know where to go. And that was my biggest thing. It doesn't matter how successful you are, you still get that criticism from people. And you know, for some people, you have to have a really strong personality because for some people, it can discourage you. And I see it all the time. And it's like, no, you have to keep going. I mean, I'm a Capricorn and I don't pay attention to what people say. I'm a go-getter. You tell me no, I'm doing it. You're listening to Vepra Podcast, a place where we share stories of established and rising figures in the Albanian community. We sit down and have in-depth and authentic conversations with notable trailblazers, creators, artists, and so many more. So who started this? We're out for coffee and pastries, and we're just having like this deep conversation. I was like, oh my God, we need to capture this. We need to share this with the other girls that are not here, that are wondering like, oh my God, okay, they're out for coffee, great. They're taking a picture of their table or each other but they don't know what it is that we talked about. You know what I mean? So I was like, we need to record this. (laughs) And that's just how it started. And then it's like, okay, why don't we get on other, you know, why don't we inspire like the small community of Albanians here in the U.S. by talking to to these people who really went after their dream, found success. That's amazing. I am so proud of our Albanians. You have no idea, especially women, because you know how hard it is for women in the Albanian community. But I, I am so proud of all the ladies. It's, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. Bibi, let us know a little bit about your family background and your childhood, where you were born and where your family is originally from in Albania, what inspired the immigration, and with what dreams and aspirations did you guys have in place coming here? My family is from Albania. We're from Shipni, and we lived, originally we're from Shkred, but we lived in Daesh. came here when I was five years old, and obviously everybody comes here for a better life, and a better, you know, new beginnings, you know, for everybody. But coming here, honestly, for my family, I mean, it wasn't easy. You, we started from the bottom and we had to work our way to the top. And it was a struggle for, like it is for every Albanian family out there. Like you come here and you don't speak English. And my parents had four kids and it was just a lot at once for them. But honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful because we wouldn't be, you know, where we are today if they didn't. You know, a lot of you know that I I did go to Albania in January and to look at that lifestyle and to compare it to where we are today. At the end of the day, I just sit here and I'm like, God, that, that could that could be me. It could have been me. I could still be in Albania, but my family and they chose a better life for us. And here we are today. And it's a it's a great thing. How long have you been here? Like, what year did you guys come and immigrate? I'm not going to tell you the exact year because then you're going to know my exact age. <laughs> and that is not why I asked, honestly. It's okay. <laughs> I like that. I respect that. 30 years. So you guys can do the math. <laughs> Leonita was born here. I came here in 1990. Same when I was a baby. Really? Pretty much born here. <laughs> Pretty much born here. But and Listen, anything under we're basically born here. If you don't have an accent, you were born here, okay? How was the Albanian community 30 years ago? 
oh God, growing up, it was just, it was different. You know, it's funny because a lot of, a lot of the times, like my, for instance, like my parents, they were still stuck on, you know, the traditions and, and the lifestyle that they had there. And then coming here and trying to transition into the, the Americans and doing things, it wasn't easy because they still wanted to keep their Albanian traditions and they still wanted to have, you know, certain things, but it's like you have both worlds and it's very hard for children here who had to deal with that with you because there was always so much pressure. You know, you had to be and then you try to fit in with your peers in school and you coming here not knowing any English and it, it was just it was tough. It was tough like for majority of us, especially like you girls as well. How do you cope with that for people who are still kind of struggling with trying to find that balance between, you know, Albanian culture and being in America? Like how do you kind of blend those two together? You know, I, I obviously I'm all for Albanians and I, I do try to keep, I'm very old school in that sense. And we still, you know, in our household, you know, grandma, my uncles and everybody, they still try to keep us the same way. I still speak Albanian. I'm all for my Albanians. It's like, it's weird. It just brings me back to my childhood and I haven't discussed it in such a long time. And it's like, when you think about all your struggles and everything that you've done and far you've come and it's like, God, I don't really sit there and think about it. Which is probably the healthiest thing to do. <laughs> So tough childhood, you would say, or tough migration. It, it was very tough. It was very tough. You know, you see a lot and you experience a lot. And yeah, I'm not really going to get into it deep, but it, it was very tough. But still, your community was strong with Albanians in the United States, you would say. And that foundational kind of, where you found your escape in a way. Absolutely, absolutely. Where I am today, like, I'm content with my life. And I've, I live on my own. And I do certain things where I just don't want to reflect that because there's so much more going on that I don't want to I don't even want to go back there you know to think so it's hard but at the same time I feel like all of that must have like really affected this side of you to be more proactive and like helping other people in need it doesn't matter how successful you are you still get that criticism from people and you know for some people you have to have a really strong personality because for some people it can discourage you and I've seen it all the time and it's like, no, you have to keep going because you're always going to get that negative criticism. So how do you handle that negative criticism? Oh, girl, it happens. I can't even explain it. Like majority of the time, like I get a lot of positive feedback. It's, just, it's I can't, it's not even easy. Like I, I can't even explain it to you because I mean, I'm a Capricorn and I don't pay attention to what people say. I'm a go-getter. You tell me no, I'm doing it. Like there's no ifs or buts about it. Like I'm going to get it done. My mom's a Capricorn. I know, I know. <laughs> It's the more you tell me no, it's the more I'm going to go for it to prove you wrong. Yeah. I am so stubborn. Like, I'm going to get this shit done. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, that's okay. <laughs> I tried. You know, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, it's it's tough. But I'm, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. I'm very hard on myself, too, because I'm, I, I have to say, like, I am, I'm not a celebrity, but I am in the public eye when it comes to charity work, you know, and when it comes to a lot of things. And a lot of people, you know, their eyes are always on me. And I have to... Oh God, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So you, so you try your best. So you're conscious of it, but you don't want to be overly conscious of it where you bring it inside to like tear you apart. You know what I mean? But then you want to please as much as you can, because that is your nature and you are a Capricorn. So that's like your perfectionist, you know, driven um, mentality where you want to literally win over everyone. But then you realize that like, that's not possible. Some, they either love you or they hate you. There's no in between with them. When they hate you, it's like they're not coming out of it. Thank God 
you know, majority of the time it, it is positive feedback, but then, like I said, you do have some negative and that's going to happen along the way. How do you pick your daily battles? See, I'm one of those where I try not to let anything get to me as far as like what they say. But then it's like, you know, when mom calls and she's like, oh, so-and-so said this and it, like, it, it's hard, it's hard to do business. It's hard to do charity. It's hard to do all that work together and try to balance yourself out because there's so much going on. And I'm so, it's crazy because I'm not only involved with the Albanian community because Albanians are my number one. And I, I think everybody knows that, you know, like that's, that's like my main thing because growing up, that's just how I've always been. But I also do a lot of American work here, like a lot of charities, like with hospitals and stuff. So sometimes it's hard because you can't be at 50 different places at once. And then everybody wants to get involved with certain things. And it's hard to say no. And then when you say no to Albanians, people get offended and they get upset. And it's just, oh my God, sometimes it's just too much. But you got to pick and choose sometimes. It's, that is part of life. So I just wanted to mention some of the charities that you've worked with so far. Uh, Kids Walk, Fight can uh, Kids Cancer, Colon Cancer Walk, Feed the Homeless, Salvation Army, Sponsoring Albanian Children, uh, World Vision for Kid Cancer, AIG for Feeding Homeless and Low-Income Families, Toys for Tots, Bone Mara Registry, you worked with Kids in Jamaica, uh, Hope and Heroes Walk, School for Children with Severe Physical Disabilities, Hashtag Team BB for Kids with Cancer, you set up a GoFundMe for Albania after the earthquake, and then you also worked with students in Albania and, of course, with Fundiavin Drusha. How did you start getting involved with these different charities and, and why? How did you know all that? That's a big list. My God, you just took me back. I, for, I completely forgot about half of them. I'm so involved with so many charities. Crazy. I probably didn't mention so many, but this these are the ones that, you know, I was able to. It's actually a lot more, and some of them are kept private um, just because of the organizations and the people that we work with. So my charity work, you know, growing up, came here, we came here with nothing. And we worked hard and I worked hard and I started working when I was 15 years old. And it's always been a passion of mine. I was such a go-getter and I wanted certain things in life. My biggest eye opener was when I had, I had a car accident about eight years ago. And after my car accident, I just, I, I was so grateful and I was so thankful that obviously I was alive and I was, I was okay. It wasn't anything, you know, serious, but from, it changed my whole view on life. And from that day forward, I said, you know, God, I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you for everything. I'm going to pay it forward and I'm going to start helping and giving back to those in need. And that's exactly how it started. From that day on, I got myself involved with charity work. I started Team BB about eight years ago because I had um, my, my business partner, Dita is her name. So I'm going to refer to her as Dita. So her mom actually died of colon cancer. And that was a big thing as well. So going through that with her and being there for her was hard because her mom was only 42 years old. So it's just terrible to see somebody suffer, somebody that's so close to you. It, it does take a toll on you. And obviously these things happen like around the same time. And that's how Team BB started. That's how all the charity work started. And I just got myself involved with a couple of things. And then it just turned into a bigger thing, you know, building that relationship with people and that trust. And especially with the Albanian community, when I tell you the amount of support that I get as far as my charity work, it, it's just, it's unbelievable because I've built that trust with people and it's not easy to build trust where people are trusting you with money, but they hear the money is going and they see that, you know, um, that it's, that it's real because it's hard. Not a lot of people want to donate to charity causes because they don't know where the money is going. 
especially with Albanians. And I have people that reach out all the time and, you know, they're like, maybe I want to send you money. How do I help? And what do I do? A lot of people don't even know where to go or what to do. And the fact that right now we have social media, like social media for us has been such a big thing. And ever, you know, like with Instagram and with um, Facebook and everything else, it's a way people got so connected through that because they didn't know where to go. And that was my biggest thing. You know, the second I started posting, we need help for this family, we need help for that family. You know, that's how it all started. And people were actually getting involved and they would reach out and they would say, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known. And people do want to help especially with Albanians, you know, we're always the first ones to get on there and help one another, you know, with whatever it is. And we've, everybody helps. It's not, it's not a one person. Yes. I'm the voice. And yes, I, I put it out there, but in reality, without all of the Albanians here and all the Albanians in Michigan from around the world, none of that would be possible to help as many people as we've helped or to help the families in need. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm the voice, but you guys do all the work and I'm always so grateful and so thankful. And I have to tell you, like 70% of my donations come from Michigan. They are, my Michigan, they are ready and, and whatever <laughs> it takes, they're like, no, we got to get this done. It's so great. There's a stigma for people to say, you know, if you do a good thing, like don't share it or whatever, because, you know, you should just do it and keep it hidden or whatever. But you're doing the exact opposite. And that is, I think that is is one of, is just so smart. And I think it's just so real and Everyone needs to do that. Everyone needs to almost brag about helping others. It shouldn't be a hidden thing. My biggest thing was trying to inspire the younger generation. And because of the fact that, you know, people shouldn't be ashamed. People have put this thing out where it's like, well, you shouldn't post about the charity work you do. No, it's not about bragging about it. It's not about me posting about it because at the end of the day, I'm a Capricorn. I don't need your applause. It's about me putting it out there so that we get other people involved. I'm not trying to sound like I'm this somebody, but we have younger generation on social media and they watch certain things. Listen, I'm all for posting, you know, whatever you want to post about your life. But yeah, you should post about wanting to help somebody else because you know what? If there is a teenager walking down the street and they see somebody on social media, you know, doing a good deed, maybe they'll help as well. We have to inspire the younger generation because social media is a big thing. And I use my social media to do that. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, it was so hard because I, I started hearing words and I started hearing rumors. Oh, you know, BB's doing it for show and BB's doing it for this. And BB wants, you know, people to applaud her. And I'm like, no, I don't need your applause. BB has put her hardworking money into helping families in need. BB has supported families. BB has sponsored families. BB has sent out money to Albanian families or, or even, you know, in Jamaica or here for children that, that need help with families that are struggling who are kids that have cancer. BB has dedicated her time to this. And this is my time. And my time is valuable. I could be doing sales. I don't need anybody to sit there and say, oh, BB, congratulations. I need you to sit there and say, BB, how can we help? What is it going to do? How can we get involved? And that's the biggest thing. It definitely takes a strong person to be able to shed that light because it's hard to you know, express those kinds of things, but it's so important to have somebody like you to share it and to spread it. And there's so much in the world that's so crazy and horrible and sad. And if we just put a blind eye to it and we just be like, oh, I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to think about it, but it's not going to really help 
in the long run. No, it's not. And you'd be surprised because obviously I always have older Albanians that reach out and they're always thanking me. And I'm like, no, don't you don't thank me. Thank yourself because you helped me get to where I am today. You helped me reach that goal for this family. You helped me get, you know, um, kids cancer walk going. You guys did majority of the work. I'm the face. You guys helped me with everything else. I've even had younger girls who have reached out and they're like, oh my God, you know, BB, you inspire me to help and you, you inspired me to do this and to volunteer and to do certain things. And I'm like, I just sit there and I'm like, yes, that is the goal. Like, this is what I want. Like, I want to hear those stories. And that's, that was my biggest thing, honestly, is to be there for people that actually need the help. Because coming to America, I was one of those kids. Like, I needed that help. And my family needed that help. Growing up, it's like you didn't have certain things. And you saw, you know, the children here, like, you know, they were born and raised here and they were American and they had the latest, you know, shoes and all that. And none of that mattered to me. But it was like, where do I want to be? And how do I I want to move forward with helping those in need. The Albanian community was already at pretty much nothing when you got here. Mm. How does it compare to the people that come here now and the way that they have it? Like it's like the system is already set as far as like Albanians, you know what I mean? So they almost are just like plugging in compared to like when you got here. You know, it's funny because a lot of, a lot, when we came here, like we had some family here back then, it was different. We're talking about 30 years ago and majority of the people that come here now, I'm not saying that it's, it's easy for them, but a lot of them do have support because they have family that was already here before. You have maybe a few that don't have that support who come here and they have nobody here, you know, that need the extra help. And I had a family Um, a mother and she had like three kids and she came here with nothing. She had no family here, nobody to help her. So you do hear about those stories as well. But majority of the time, people that are coming here, they have that support system. Everything else was just different because you didn't know where to go. You didn't have your cousin teach you, hey, listen, this is where you go register for school. You had to learn on your own. You had to get up. You had to figure out how to take public transportation because in New York, big thing. Obviously, you didn't have a car because you couldn't afford a car. You had to basically teach yourself because you didn't have that around you. Like I said, I mean, it's not easy for them either, but they do have some guidance and we didn't have any guidance and everything that I've learned and I've experienced, like I've done it on my own. There was no other way. It was like you were thrown out there and you had to do it. Do you feel like a lot of the new generation, um, like Generation Zs, those kind of people that coming from Albania, they see everything on Instagram or they see like things on social media and lavish lifestyles and all this stuff. And that's kind of what they're like, I want that lifestyle. I want to come to America and just enjoy life, go here and you know, but then they come here with that expectation and they're just like, wait a second. You mean I have to work? <laughs> like- yeah. Funny because I when I went to Albania um, in January, a lot of people were saying the same thing. And I'm like, they're looking at me and they're like, oh, you work? Yeah, I work. Yeah, I have a business, but I get up every single day. I have to go to meetings. I have to do labor work. I'm literally there from morning till night, sometimes coming home at four o'clock in the morning. Like, no, this isn't. Yeah, it's a dream to have your business, but there's so much more that goes behind it. And it's the same like for them. And they're like, you know, they were so surprised. And I'm like, well, how do you expect to make a living? You have to come here you have to pay rent. You have to pay your car. You have to pay your phone bill. You have family that you have to take care of. You have certain things. Nobody's going to hand it to you and come here. And they're, they're, <laughs> it's so funny. I, 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 it's just so weird. It's so weird. I can't even explain it. 
So when you say you have to work, this is for bedazzled, right? Is this what you're saying? Is that, do you find charity as a work too? Is that a job for you It as is well? a job. It is. Okay. It's so much, it's time consuming. It's like having a full-time job. And it's something that obviously I took on and I, I don't plan on stopping, but I'm trying to balance both. Obviously right now the whole world is on shutdown and there are certain things going on, but I had so much planned as far as like, you know, Team BB Walk was supposed to be coming up in May. And that got canceled and donations were put on hold. And, you know, the hospitals and the children are not getting as much money because now people are scared to give money because it's a big thing. And over the last eight years, I would have to say Team BB has raised over $200,000 based on all the donations that people have been giving. So it did, it, I mean, it took a hit. It really did. It, it's hard to balance the two. It is a full-time job, ladies. <laughs> that's for sure. How much did you raise for Fundia Vendrusha? Fundia Vendrusha um, raised about, when I did start the GoFundMe page, a lot of people were like, damn, BB, I wish you would have started it from day one. And I, I, yeah, because they wanted to make a donation and I didn't have a GoFundMe time. So then I decided to go, because we were sending out the containers to Albania. And then I decided to actually go out there myself to, to help people because I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. I wanted people here to see to see it live pretty much because what you see on social media and certain things that you see, it's not the same. It's not the same. And at the end of the day, I know that all eyes were on me and not because I had anything to prove, but I wanted people to experience that. I was so grateful. We raised, it was over, I think like 35. So 35,000 was raised. Yeah. And we raised until, yeah. It was, in a very short time, I remember. It was such a short time within, because I remember it being at like 13. And then all of a sudden within like a week, I was so shocked. I kid you not, everybody was reaching out and, you know, people give what they can. It's, it's so hard because I have people reach out sometimes and they're like, BB, I feel so bad. I could only give, you know, like $50. And I'm like, there is whatever you give, whether it's $5 or whether it's $10 or whether it's $20, you are giving from the heart. And that $5 makes a difference. With $5, you can buy bread for a family that needs it. They don't realize it. And people get nervous to make donations sometimes because they can't afford it because obviously they have their own expenses or they have their own family. And I'm always like, listen, go on there and just make an anonymous donation. Like you, you don't have to put your name in whatever it is that you want to name. I just sit there and like, but it's, it's from the heart and it doesn't make a difference what you give. So how do you continue to give back to the Albanian girls in the community? Giving back in a way for them, it's, I, I just love to support them. You don't necessarily have to give them anything like money-wise or physically or that kind of stuff, but for them to have a support system and for us Albanians to support one another and us women to, to be there for one another, it's a big thing. We should motivate them and keep them going in majority of the time. For a lot of people, obviously it does. It does keep them going because look, you guys started this and without everybody's support and everybody else getting involved and being able to do these interviews, like it wouldn't be anything, you know? So it's nice to have a support system. Did you have a good support system when you tried to open your own business? Well, we had a lot of family, obviously, and we, we did have a good support system with family, obviously. It wasn't easy because you're starting a new business and it was two women starting this business. And it's like, are people going to take us seriously? Like, are they are they going to hire us? Are they going to want to, you know, are they going to want the work or, you know, I'm not one of those where I'm just, I'm so scared of failure. Like, listen, 
if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. You move on to the next project that you have in mind. But some people are so scared to even take that first step because they're so scared of, you know, what people are going to say or if they're going to fail or if it's going to make it or not. But, you know, it was a step that we were willing to take. And it, girl, it was not easy. We started from the bottom. <laughs> and we, moved, we moved up and, you know, bedat, you know, we have workers and it's just so, so much work and so much labor work that goes into it and people don't realize it like we have to wake up in the morning and we're setting up all day for these weddings and we have to go back and and clear out with the staff because you have to remove all your stuff from from each event you're not coming home till like four or five o'clock in the morning mind you you're on like two hours of sleep and then you have to wake up at seven to start until you know the next and we normally majority of the time like busy season we have tops we do like four weddings a day so we'll have yeah so because we have the staff so we'll do like four on a Saturday and then we'll do like four on a Sunday and that you have to be at all these different places and you're running back and forth and people just think that we just show up and I'm just looking at at, at what's going on no we're hands-on like we're unloading the trucks with you we're picking up the plates and we're picking up the bolts and the pipes and all this other stuff because you got to get in there and you got to get out like it needs to get done how big is your team right now right now we have about 15 well depending because we have Um, We still have some people obviously on call depending on how big our events are and what we need. But a lot of times we have to have, I would say, 10 to 12 workers on site. Majority of the times, you know, with venues, people don't realize that you don't even have all day because I don't know about you guys in Michigan, but here venues double book. They'll have an event in the morning and then you have your wedding that starts at night and you only have two hours to make this vision come to life. And it's like, oh, God, you know, the pressure is on. Because it's somebody's wedding. You don't want to ruin their day. And God, you don't want an unhappy client. Because then it's it's like a big, it's a big deal. But we've been so blessed. We've never had any issues. And we're so, we are so grateful for, you know, the Albanian community and all the support that we've received from them. To say where Bedazzled was five years ago compared to today, it was this huge difference. We've had so much growth. At what point did your business become successful, you think? I would say about two years ago. And obviously social media, like Instagram had such a big impact on, on the business because the word got out there and we weren't just dealing with Albanians. Now we, we deal with a lot of Americans. We've done a couple of big people weddings that sometimes we can't, one we can't mention. And then we have one that's coming up where we did um, Angelina of Jersey Shore's wedding. So it's like where we started, we are today. It's, it's a big change. And we we grew because I don't know, girl, I don't know how people trusted us five years ago. I would have never hired my <laughs> I would have never, baby, I would have never hired you. Yeah, you had way too much faith in yourself, girl. You know, and that's the best part of it. What are some words of advice then to give some other inspiring business owners, especially women in our community? Honestly, listen, if you put your mind to it, I don't, don't listen to what anybody says. Go for it. It's as simple as that. Because... That's the only way you're going to get by in life. If you start listening to everybody else and all the negative comments and people telling you can't, you can't. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the first thing that Albanians majority of the time say. And your family could be the first ones to tell you. You're You don't do it. You know, like, yo, I'm going to do it. Do it. It's as simple as that. Do it. Put your mind to it. Get it done. That's the only way to be. When you first started, how did you find that connection with your partner? Did you guys on the same like idea? And like, how do you find a partner that works in a, as a business? Sometimes it can be hard. Honestly, she's just like my sister. You know, we've known each other for so long, actually. Indeed, and I met in in college. Um, she was studying to be a teacher, and I was studying paralegal at the time, criminal justice. Yeah, I know left field. <laughs> 
so that's how we met. And then we decided, so we were doing all this stuff for like friends and family, you know, you get into arts and crafts and you have a vision, but we never thought about turning it into a business. It was just something that we did for pleasure at the time, which kept us busy and we were doing it for family. So we did an event for um, one of our friends. And I don't know if you guys know Alba Pro. You guys have heard of Alba Pro, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. So Alba Pro, when we did that event for one of our friends, Alba Pro ended up posting it. And then people were just reaching out and they were like, oh my God, who did this? We want to hire them. And I'm like, hire them? Hmm, okay. <laughs> So it was like a light bulb in my head. I, I said, Dita, I said, we're doing it. I, we're going to come up with a name. By I said, we're going to do it. There's no ifs or buts about it. We either make it or we don't. And she's so scared. She's one of those where like, Bibi, like, I'm scared to do it. And I'm one of those, who cares? Let's get it done. That's how Bedazzled started. We came up, actually a friend of ours, um, she came up with the name. And then from then on, it we started off with small events and it turned out into big weddings and, you know, so, so much more. And here we are today. And knock on wood, we're grateful. We're so grateful for all the blessings that we've had. I've heard only incredible things about Bedazzled, actually. And like, I didn't know it was as big as it actually was. I was very surprised to see that in a very, in a good way. Um, <laughs> I was listening to an interview with Amina Chunmula and some other girl that they were doing like a live thing. And they mentioned Bedazzled. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I think I've heard of this. Like, I just wasn't sure, you know what I mean? And then of course, it linked back to you. So that was really cool. Well, you know, it's it's funny because a lot of people think that, oh my God, we're doing like these events and we're, we do a lot of events, but with, the, you know, weddings is different, but obviously like charity events and stuff like that, we sponsor a lot of these events. We, you know, we're there sponsoring these people. Amina has an event that they were looking to do and we were going to be one of the sponsors. We're all for it. You know, however, because we've been so lucky and we've been so blessed, like we love giving back to other people because we're grateful for it. And of course, you know, we want to be able to give back to the Albanian community and people that have trusted us and have been there for us as well. And so one of the ways for us to do it is we sponsor as many people as we can. And even though a lot of times people don't realize it's a loss for us, but we're willing to take that loss because we want to be able to give back. We have people, they're like, oh my God, you're making so much money. No, I'm sponsoring it for free because I want to give back to these people. I want to do them because when we started Bedazzled five years ago, people trusted us. Word of mouth and, you know, they helped us so much. Then why not give back to our own people and people that actually did so much for us to be able to sponsor somebody to give back to the community? With the COVID situation, right? So this is affecting all of the United States, the whole freaking world at this point. How did you feel? Did you freak out when they're like, okay, we're only allowing groups of 10 people? Freak out. Freak out wasn't the word. Albanians have 800 people weddings, for God's sake. It's what do you do when Americans call us? They're like, oh, I have a big wedding. And I'm like, okay, how many people are you having? A hundred people. I'm like, that's our freaking bridal showers. What's a hundred people? That's brunch for us. That's a hundred of our first cousins for God's sake. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you look at the Albanian weddings and we've never done a wedding that's been like less than 500 people. You know, so all of our, our weddings for this year, pretty much up until September, like September is still a little iffy depending on whether or not they're going to move. But everything got pushed into next year because... Albanians can't have a wedding if they don't have all their 30 cousins, all their 800 people because, oh, it's small. You got to invite everybody. You can't even even break down a list to get it to like a smaller, a smaller number. You can't until like next year. So, oh God, it it was so much work trying to get all the, um, the dates together and trying to coordinate everything with like, are you available? Are you not available? Or 
is this one going to be available? Because it's not just us, obviously. There's music that's involved and there's photography. And there was just so much going back and forth. And obviously, of course, the income too. We have workers that took a hit as well. So everybody took a hit, but I'm just praying that everything will get back to normal and we'll start moving again because it's hard. I'm not used to staying home. That's for sure. If I wasn't doing bedazzled, I was doing charity work. I was somewhere on the go, girl. <laughs> so it, it's been really, really difficult. I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> oh God. Is New York kind of opening up now slowly but surely? There's some places I think that are going to open up by the 15th. I don't know. That's still like up in the air. Nobody really knows. It looks like we're probably going to go into June as well, but we'll see craziness yeah it's 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 a lot what about you guys are you guys opening up they extend it to like may 28th i think well we had higher here in new york so for us it's very tough because the city is for them it's it's been very difficult so i don't see that open that's for sure to see new york empty like that it almost is it's, it's insane and to think of like everyone just like went into like their little areas their little homes you know I literally started worrying about like electricity, you know, just water. Like, I don't know why, but that was like my main, if we were going to see issues there. I have not left my house in four days. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's like, where do you go? How many times are you going to go through a drive through like Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Or I wish we had a Tim Hortons, but unfortunately, New York, we get it right. We don't have one of those. <laughs> Tim Hortons is good coffee. When I have to order the Tim Hortons in the thing and make it home when I want a Tim Hortons. And I miss Michigan. I haven't been there in a while. When was the last time you were here? I was there about three years ago. Who would you like to see come next on Vibra? One, two, three names. Like, what comes to mind? Like, who, who do you want to tag? <laughs> you guys got to get Maggie. I love her. I love her. She's a writer, right? Yes. Yeah. She has a book, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. You guys got to get her on there. She's That's my girl right there. So I can't wait for that one. That's what I love about you. But you're seriously one of the very few that's doing anything with charity. So please, please, please keep doing what you're doing. Keep on expanding and keep on inspiring. And one of these days, I want to come uh, and join one of those walks. Hashtag Team BB. I want that all over me. <laughs> Girls, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I really do. These stories and insights are for all. No matter what culture or ethnicity you come from, you can sit down, listen, and be inspired. Subscribe, comment, and follow so that you can know when every episode airs. Thanks for listening.